right, just before we welcome in Mark Spector, let's say hello to our Thursday co-host, Ladislav Schmid. Good morning, Laddie. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? Ah, uh, you know, holding my own little bit of theirs. Huh? That's oh. an old line from a Paul Newman movie. <laughs> they're full of they're full of movie lines. <laughs> what oh, movie? Uh, Color of Money. Color of Money. The pool movie. He was playing pool with Tom Cruise. With Tom Cruise? Yeah. Tom, there was the Color of Money. How old was Tom Cruise in that movie? Pretty young. Yeah. Pretty young. Oh. Yeah. Can we check that one out? Yeah, it's a good one actually. All right. Time now for uh, on the mark, powered <laughs> by Booster Juice. Download the uh, new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Good morning, Spec. Laddie, think of how smart Kevin Carius would be if his head was actually filled with useful information, eh? <laughs> I don't want to go there. It's really boring. I don't want to pick well, up a fight he'd, yet. He'd be like a genius. Yeah. Just a total Einstein. Yeah. You know, uh, and Laddie probably doesn't know, but uh, Speck, we got a lot of texts in yesterday after you were asking about where to get your skates sharpened for date yeah. night. And so you got him sharpened, and how was it for date night last night? For where, where, where did he get it sharpened? Well, we're going to hear right now. Oh. I went to United Cycle, okay. got my skates done there. That's good. While I waited, it was, just walked around the store, and it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, took a nice turn. So, like, I suppose as an Edmontonian, I should know all this, but we went down to uh, Victoria for a skate, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know they had a, uh, like, uh, speed skating team <laughs> oh. or whatever down there. <laughs> So they keep the ice on the oval. It's like better than most of the indoor rinks in the city, I think. It was mm-hmm. perfect ice. I mean, it's mm-hmm. perfect down there. Hard. Usually yep. when you skate outdoors, you don't want sharp skates. I'm glad I got them sharpened, Kev. You Ooh. needed sharp skates on that ice. That's how good it was. Yeah, I had a great skate. Went for a little happy glass of wine. Oh, Happy Valentine's my. Day, man. See that's, that? like that's awesome, man. I, I was the romantic big... guy in town. <laughs> You are, you are, lucky lady, lucky lady. Uh, I was at the Victoria Park on Sunday, and like I, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We should, we should make some official big pond hockey Again? tournament. Okay, there, uh, even tournament there. It's, it's like, it's my favorite place in the winter mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Honestly, I, I took kids. They, they loved it. Um, yeah, and. Back to the United Cycle, they do a tremendous job sharpening, sharpening skates. I go to Pro Skate on yeah. 170th uh, or about yeah. 178 or United Cycle, but they're both good. Yeah, but United Cycle, you can browse the store. They have a lot of stuff, yeah. and the staff is yeah. super friendly. Too. You go in and shoot yeah. pucks if you want. Yeah. Right next door, right? I was never a shooter, so. Oh. Uh, if, if they would have a big glass, I could shoot it off the glass out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, he goes in and he blocks shots. <laughs> yeah, blocks shots. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Well, uh, so a little bit, of, little bit of breaking news this morning, Speck, with the firing of Yarmo Kekalainen in Columbus. Most of the people are just kind of saying on our text line and, you know, on the interweb, uh, just kind of what took so long. What's your take? Well, you know what? He's a smart guy, and he's well-respected and well-liked, but let's face it, you get hit 10 years there, almost 900, almost 900 games. Uh, I was actually surprised to see that Columbus made the playoffs five times in mm-hmm. his 10 years, which I would have thought less, uh, but they accomplished zilch, right? Mm-hmm. I, I heard your comparison to Calgary. I'd like to see in the last 10 years how many times did Calgary make the playoffs, and I'm not, I don't think they've won. Uh, any more than Columbus has won. Uh, Calgary seems like a better team, but I'm not sure they've accomplished anything more. And eventually it's someone else's turn, man. You get 10 years to turn mm-hmm. a franchise around. 
And does anyone look at Columbus and think there's a team that's going somewhere? Like, mm-hmm. they're no better today than they were five years ago. So, yeah, it's probably time on Yarmo for sure. What about even at the start of the year? And that's not just on Yarmo, but the whole situation, the way Mike Babcock, the situation was handled. That's Babcock, or sorry, that's Yarmo, that's Davidson, that's everything. Um, a lot of people thought that maybe a change should have happened then. Yeah, I mean, that's a big mistake, right? And it is on the GM. Like, I'm sure that a lot of people consulted on that, but it's the GM that wears those decisions. The GM hires the coach, and I don't care who consulted and whose idea and all that. It, it should be the GM's final say, so it's his decision. And hiring Babcock was a dumb idea. He walked mm-hmm. in the door and did a bunch of stupid things, you know? Like, that's... That was a huge mistake. That and and it sets your franchise back because now you're bringing in Pascal Vincent like on the eve of training camp and go here. You're the head coach now, and he's not ready. He's not prepared. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, a really bad decision. And you know, John Davidson's another guy. He's John Davidson's fingerprints are all over that franchise, and that franchise has been sitting there doing nothing forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I'm the owner of that thing. I'm I personally I'm completely cleaning house <laughs> every single guy that's made a decision around there in the last 10 years is gone I'm starting again because these guys aren't getting the job done for me what do you think laddie what's been going uh, on 100 yeah. percent I I I, uh, I agree with you spec it's it's time it's time for a new voice new new ideas but like you said they should clean the house yeah Hire a new you know, guy. you can't new- trust these European guys. They come in here, <laughs> they take over. Hey, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like Yarmo, Yarmo is a well-respected guy in Europe. My yeah. my my buddy uh, is familiar with him. He played in Finnish league, and he's well well-respected in Finland. Yeah. He's a smart yes. guy. But like you said, it's time, and it's time to to hire a new GM, and the GM hires his own people and puts puts down the new plan. And mm-hmm. how they yep. gonna approach from from then? So I am a hundred percent with you on that one. Hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit with uh, Mark Spector, Roger Sportsnet. Off the top spec, I was talking about uh, power plays and the lack of power play opportunities that the Oilers are getting this year compared to other teams. The Leafs are very low in power play opportunities as well when you look at it. But a team Is that like conspiracy theory. Oh, here? I, I'm just. I'm gonna, My God, come on. I'm throwing it out there. Oh, spec. Do you do you feel that or nah? Just just the way it's going. Flow oh. again. You know whatever. Well, what do the numbers say? Have we? Have yeah, we looked I, at, I, I can give you. The, I can give you the the numbers. Uh, Colorado had a hundred and have had 199 power play opportunities. The Oilers are at 145. So does Colorado lead the league? Yes. Okay, and the order, where do the Oilers rank in the league? Uh, fifth last, fourth last. I'll have to I'll have to punch really? them up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Toronto's well, that, at 142 or something like that. Oilers have a couple games in hand or something like that. I'll yeah, figure. I'll, nobody, I'll get it. I'll get it exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it exactly, Spec. But so it, I'd like to. You should dig in on like it's that's what doesn't make sense to me is generally the best offensive team, the guy, the team with the most dangerous offensive players, should be drawing the most penalties because mm-hmm. that's who you're trying to haul down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so both Edmonton and Toronto being at the bottom is is. It's kind of kind puzzling. Of interesting. Yeah, so it's yeah, 199 spec, 199 for Colorado. Detroit's got 192. Okay, they're one and two. Oilers are uh, 27th at 148, and Toronto's at 145, 30th. 
And wow. again, I was talking about all those great players. Like the, when Toronto, when you look at the the roster of elite players that have the puck a lot of the time, that have the ability to draw penalties. Hmm. What is the puck position time on on the Oilers? Like, where, took, where, do, where do they? Where it do took they... me about eight hours to figure this out, Laddie. Well, if here. you want to throw conspiracy <laughs> theories, you should be you should be prepared for these questions. Oh, I I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. No, but but like I I get it. Mm-hmm. But do you think these guys? That's that's another thing. That's another thing that's gonna piss them off. Well, if we are not getting any help from the referees, we're just gonna do it ourselves on the ice. And I know it it yeah. it does suck. Like I agree with you. If you have that kind of talent and you're like especially the top two lines are controlling the puck position most of the time, mm-hmm. you should be drawing more penalties. I, I get it, but is it gonna whining about it? Is it gonna get you anywhere? I don't no, it's I don't not. Think so. I just it's just uh, a stat that kinda this You're just. A lot of sense. I think fans are probably pissed off right now. They're I bet be like they are. Bo- booing the <laughs> officials are. now. So now they're. Hey, well, get, you got an article now, Spec. There you go. Yeah. Well, in a small window, like I look at that game the other night against Detroit. I believe Detroit had three power plays and Eminent had zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Crazy. I don't remember any plays where I thought that Detroit should. You know, where Detroit got away with one. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, that's a very small sample size. I get it. The orders have been. They've gone a lot of games here with one power play chance and two, two power play chances. And to be honest, I think it's made them better. Yeah. I think I think I know they've become a team that is way less dependent on a power on a power play that carries them than they were even last season. Right. Last season, that power play was a big part of their plan. And you know what? Maybe. I'm never going to subscribe to a theory that says the referees hate one team and like the uh, other. Agreed. Sometimes the referees get f- sick and tired of a coach who's who's got too much to say. And I can tell you this, Jay Woodcroft uh, didn't have a ton of friends among the, the Zebras out there. Mm-hmm. I've been told that they were getting a little tired of a guy that they thought had more than enough to say. Mm-hmm. And that for sure can affect a team's power play. The coach the coach is probably a bigger factor than some of the players, I would say to you. So in the end, I think the Oilers are in a better place today vis-a-vis their power play dependency than they, they've been in a few years. They don't need power plays to beat you now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not defending the referees, but I'm just saying, I think Evan is in a better place today than they were a year ago. What do you think? By far. Oh, yeah, by I, far. I, I, t- I totally agree. And that's why it's even more more impressive the the run they had, the way they're able to win the games, right? Like they can they can just do it five on five, mm-hmm. like like they yeah. did against Detroit. Like they didn't have the best two per- first two periods, not at all. Second period was really poor. Yeah, but they showed up in the third period, and you can just tell they have their swagger back. Mm-hmm. They just know. Then they when they get when they turn it on, it's on. And the other teams should be well aware of it. Quick thought on tonight. When, Sorry, Specs. Go ahead. It's good. I was gonna say when's the last time the Oilers had more than five goals in a game? Yeah. None of them came in the power play. Yeah. yeah. Eight, eight, oh even. Kevin, straight. you should have done the research on that. I'd like an I just that. did. I just did. Don't worry, I'm gonna hold him accountable. <laughs> 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 we you know what? I, just a quick thought on tonight's uh, spec in St. Lou. Well, it's 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 time to you know they've they've come through their 16 game win streak and then they fumbled around a little lost two or three had an impressive game the other day they bounced back nicely so now it's going to go one way or the other 
to me. Like yeah. we're sort of, you know, they're going to get back on track and, and get back to winning some games or, you know, they're going to muddle around more. I'm interested to see if that Detroit, you know, what we just spoke about, how good they looked in most of the Detroit game, does that last? Does mm-hmm. that hang on? I, I'll be interested to see if there's some staying power from that game. We'll see it tonight in St. Louis. Yeah, and a quick text here that I got to send to you, Spec, uh, regarding your night last night skating at Victoria from the Juices. Uh, good thing Spec had had his spandex on. Oh boy, yeah. that's a sight I don't want to see. Yeah, <laughs> you know the ice was good. I could actually have done the uh, a couple of trips. Nice and tight, eh? <laughs> oh boy! Oh. All right, Spec. Uh, we'll talk soon. See you, big guy. All right, boy. That's uh, Mark. Good one. Mark Specter, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, Frank Saravalli, Daily Faceoff, our headliner of the day for Mister Ruder. It's Carius. It's Schmied. It's Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are pumped that Sports Talk Radio is back. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca. We welcome in Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. Morning, Frank. A little bit of news this morning to get things rolling, huh? Yeah, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen yeah. fired by the Columbus Blue Jackets after 11 calendar years as general manager and Exactly one playoff round one. <laughs> Frank, get, Frank seems like Frank? sounds pretty excited about yeah, this music. I just it, it's just a long time coming. I can't yeah. believe this season played out the way that it did. Yeah. And if I, I don't know how you guys run your business, I've got my own business. I've got other stuff going on. There's zero chance that I would allow someone to make such a critical hire mm-hmm. and have it go as wrong as Mike Babcock did, and oh, then yeah. say. Yeah, you can keep working. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Everyone that we, you know, you see what's on social media, our text line, Frank, and the general consensus is, you know, way too long. Why didn't it happen after Babcock? But the other I'll question. why. Well, just one other, just the, the other question. Why today then? Well, that's that's the, the next part of the reporting process. I actually just finished an hour-long podcast with Jason Greger mm-hmm. that it broke right in the middle of it, so I haven't had a chance to do any extra reporting. But I can tell you that – their franchise internal reaction after the Babcock, you know, firing or yeah. what I guess you'd call it separation since Mike Babcock did get paid a significant sum of money to no longer coach the Blue Jackets. In <sighs> fact, never coach the Blue Jackets for a game mm-hmm. was they said, you know what? Everyone screwed us. The league screwed us. Spit and Chicklets screwed us. Social media screwed us. They, they, they got their backs up saying instead of taking some responsibility for the person that they hired and the choices they made, they said it's everyone else's fault. And they every no one likes Columbus, all this stuff. And it's like, stop coming up with excuses. Mm-hmm. No one has any issue with Columbus. I don't know that it's at the top of everyone's list, but you put a good team on the ice. Edmonton wasn't at the top of everyone's list before. You put a good team on the ice and people will want to come there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the truth. That's just an easy way out, right? You blame everything else and take zero responsibility. <laughs> That's why I yeah. I don't think there's been any more weenie front office in the league <laughs> the last few years than the Blue Jackets. So, Frank, um, I mean, John Davidson takes over on an interim basis. Is he uh, been the last number of months? Uh, man, like, Another one, yeah. Wouldn't you? Like, I, uh, 
new new person like yeah. totally new person that needs to be hired clean the house it's hard at this time of the year i, I know yeah. i know but why not like well i i think it's gonna take some time right but mm-hmm. I mean, put Rick Nash in charge. He's there. Like what? Like he has been. He has advisor. been there all along. Yeah. Yeah. As an oh advisor. yeah. Well, he's been yeah. putting in the work. But, Why but, not just have him take over on an interim basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on an interim basis. But wouldn't you rather have like somebody like totally new with a new vision, new that, thought? Well, that's 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 what I would recommend. Yeah. Um, me too. So, it includes the president of Hockey Op Shop. But let me tell you, this is going to be a really attractive opening. Mm-hmm. They've got a collection of prospects. That mm-hmm. team has been able to draft like nobody's business. They've done a really good job. Think of the other players that have moved on that they picked. Uh, and I know he's had a tough year, but P.L. Dubois and other players. But now you've got Fantilli, mm-hmm. Matejchuk, uh Sillinger, yeah. Uh, go through the list. Juracek on the back end, yeah. like they, Daniil Tarasov in net. Kent Johnson. They, Kent Johnson. They can draft. They can't develop. Mm-hmm. So Frank, at the top of this list uh, in a GM search, where does Matthew Darch out of Tampa Bay stand? I, I'd imagine he would certainly be. You know, any opening that's that we've had in the NHL the last you know two years and 11 of the 32 teams have changed out their general manager since January of 2022. So two calendar years, a third of the league has changed over Darsh. Mm. I feel like has gotten an interview in at least six of them. Yeah. Mm. So he, I'm sure he'll be on someone's list somewhere, but let me add in to- on top of the prospect list. Another reason why this job would be so attractive is it's pretty clear that you've got an owner that's a loyal and, and allows you to do the job and B doesn't meddle stays out of the way. So prospects, you know, young team to build around and, and a loyal owner, you, you'd have to think that really that's all these guys can ask for in terms of becoming a GM. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so uh, here, yeah, the, question, on, the, the kind of question, though, f- right now, Frank, so you got, what, three weeks until trade deadline. So, I mean, how, how if you have a vision moving forward here, and technically I guess John Davidson is in charge of this vision, how are you building this team at one of the most important parts of the season at trade deadline? Well, I think you're trying to find as much value as you can. I think you're trying to identify – in a year in which things have gone absolutely sideways. And and by the way, I think the coach and, and all of his decision-making process should be well-examined this year, not just in the things that Pascal Vincent has said 17 days into his NHL tenure, mm-hmm. talking about how old it's gotten in Columbus. Uh, change of viewpoint and, and many questions to ask about lineup decisions – I think you need to determine who's part of the future here and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, or even if you're not in the long-term view, and the reason I point this out is is Boone Jenner, he's already on the wrong side of 30 and has two years left on his deal. It's a great contract for the for the Blue Jackets, and it, it'd be a great contract somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This, this is the time to ask those questions. Yeah. How and- long is it going to take for us to be good and a playoff team and if not, if that person, Boone Jenner, is is not going to be here for when we're supposed to be there, then let's cash in with the absolute most value yeah. right now that we could possibly get. I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm just saying those are the types of foundational questions that they need to be asking. And your captain. Yeah, but it is what it, what it is, right? It's business. But I don't think 
there should be any panic. Like mm-hmm. the season went sideways. They know it is what it is, but they still have the rest of the season to try to figure out and off season to figure out what they want to do. Like I said, I believe there should be a totally new fresh person hired that's going to hire his own people. You know, and that's my belief. And then you have long time. I, I know the next season is going to come quickly, but you still, you're going to have, you know, a few months to figure out which directions you want to go. Yeah. Bloody, you know, I think one thing they need to guard against, though, and I think Columbus, more than any team in the NHL, has been guilty of this the last mm-hmm. 10 years, is being fooled by any type of run that they might make yeah. in March and April. Yeah. They win games at the end of the year that do not matter like no franchise I've ever seen. And it creates this line of thinking in their front office, in their fan base, that they're closer than they, it's like the, the side mirror objects are closer than they may appear. Like that's, that's not really the case. So don't get fooled by whatever happens over the last six to eight weeks of the season. I totally believe. I totally believe those games they have nothing to lose, right, at the end. You play and, Lucy. Yeah, you play Lucy. The other teams are, you know, some of them under the stress making, not making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. Like, it's kind of like fake success. Um, look at Calgary. They're, they pick their plan. They're going to stick by it. Like, they're still in the mix. They have a chance, but mm-hmm. there is rumors they might trade Markstrom. Yeah. Hannafin might be on the way out. Tanev on the way out, yeah. likely. So they're sticking with their plan, and that's what I would like to see from Columbus. Yeah. Uh, Frank Cervalli with us on Sports 1440. Maybe the, the bigger news on the player front is Jake Gensel injured last night in Pittsburgh's loss to Florida. Uh, upper body injury. Um, any inkling how serious it is, Frank? And then how big would this be on your trade target board? Well, it's... Um no indication yet of the severity he missed the final 12 minutes and i think everyone is is kind of holding their breath mm-hmm. to understand today what the dynamics of that are is it serious is it not is it something he can be back from soon and if not it's the absolute worst case scenario if it is serious for the penguins because they've been on a slide and they got absolutely worked last night by the panthers they're not even in the same ballpark as that team so to me i think what um what it's trying to what it what we're trending towards is crystallizing that this penguins team that has a ton of talent that hasn't put it together in any consistent manner this year it they're trending towards you know finally ripping the band-aid off and not having gensel to either trade or help you make the playoffs and get closer I can't imagine a more nightmarish scenario Oof. for a team that's been really stuck on the fence. Yeah. Uh, Laddie brought it up too, Frank, about uh, Jacob Markstrom in Calgary. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there something r- close with Jersey yep. and it yep. just got nixed at the end? What happened there? Yep. My understanding is the Flames and Devils had agreed to a deal in principle for Jacob Markstrom that he was on board with mm-hmm. and. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if he was formally presented the paper and and it wasn't relating to him at all. Like I don't know if he formally signed off on it or not, but it was that close and it got nixed somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. I believe on Calgary's end. I don't know why. I don't know what the explanation is. No one has been willing to talk about it because of the sensitive nature of it, but uh, they were 
pretty darn close. Do you think there's still a chance that they they might revisit this uh, closer to the trade deadline, or is there any other, is there other teams who are really interested in Markstrom? That's the hard part. Is I think well, my understanding was there was some frustration on the Devils' part on how it played out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means that they're not going to be able to get it done, or can they revisit it? But I happen to think, at least in in talking to people around the league and and really looking at the market analysis, I, I don't think there's a giant market for Markstrom as well as he's played, mostly just because of the term and the contract. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't that many teams that can fit in the whole contract and then commit the next couple years to it. And if that involved the Flames retaining, that's a different conversation. The Flames haven't used any of their retention spots, which certainly they have available to them. But I think that's the real limiting factor on Markstrom when a lot of teams look at the goalie market and say, well, we got to pay a lot to get him acquisition cost and then fit him into our mm-hmm. cap. Like we could just wait until the summer when 30 goalies are available and have a pick of someone else. Yesterday, Frank, I, I looked at your daily face-off matchmakers on Valentine's Day and the pink graphics, and I, I got a warm, fuzzy feeling all over. Oh, you're going to love it, Daddy. You know, it was just warm and fuzzy, but uh, is there anyone uh, in particular on I that? I a lot of heat for those, by the way. <laughs> well, I- like not for the graphics, but for oh, the trade proposals. Okay. And I'm like, most people don't realize that players and impact players at mm-hmm. that that move at the deadline are are expensive. Yeah. Look at the trades that we've seen so far this year. Look at the package for Lindholm. Look at the first round pick for Monahan. Like go yeah. through all of them. They're they don't they're not free. Okay. So everyone was crying saying, Well, how could you know, why so expensive? <laughs> because you know, they're impact here, here, players. Yeah. So, hey, here, guys. Here's a quick one for you, Frank. I had a conversation with David Oliver, Scout, on Tuesday night in the press box here, and we brought up Patrick Kane. And if Detroit falls out of this, if Detroit goes in the tank and Patrick Kane is willing to waive his no-trade and no-movement clause, what kind of a return would a team have to um, send Detroit's way to get Patrick Kane? Well, last year he went for a second-round pick plus – I know he was injured last year at the mm-hmm. time, and that's really why you know, the Rangers were able to pay that sort of number. Kane, just south of a point per game. What did I say with you guys when 1. he signed? 1.5. I said 85-point oh, pace. Yeah. So he, I'm short of that, but not by much. I said I said point a game. Yeah. Frankie, you fine. said 1.5 per game. Yeah, he's got, he's got 21 games, 19 points. Yeah. And I he would, had a good I game would, here. I would take him, man. He is... Yeah. He is so good, in my opinion. Like after going through what he what he went through in the off season and being mm-hmm. this good, and like I, and they, just besides hockey, like he yeah. brings championship pedigree yep. to your locker room. You know, I I think it would be a great addition for any team. I'm spitballing, but yeah. I'll say late first round pick plus a prospect, and I'm gonna throw in this caveat. Well, two, I don't think the Red Wings are falling out of it. Right. And the other one is I don't think Patrick Kane would wave. I think he's he was really intrigued to go to Detroit, wanted to see it through, and it's close to his family who I believe stayed in Chicago. And I just don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, was, I think Kevin wants him in Edmonton I secretly. Do. Well, we talked about it earlier. He, he could always go back fit. next year, Frank. <laughs> 
what are we like what what are the oilers really uh, looking no, for no. a top six right winger right that there. can feed leon dry pucks well we talked about it i've been saying this for months here i would love it yeah. i would love it but yeah that's it's that's dream why my world. matchmaker game was Jordan Eberle, though, and not Jake Gensel. Yeah, I, I looked at that too, Frank, and I, all I could think about was the 2017 playoffs. I just I can't get that out of my mind. <laughs> Let me tell you why that's an absolute crock of no, Sorry, Kevin. Frank. Kevin, Kevin, come no. on. Look at his last 63 playoff games. Okay. Jordan Eberle, in the last the 63 playoff games he's played since leaving Edmonton, has scored at a higher point per game pace than his career regular season. Don't Perfect. don't bring up for me and I'm, do I'm, not fall into the previous I'm not. Oiler regime line that they fed everyone on why they decided to sell on Jordan Eberle at the wrong time. He is a clutch player. He hey. Goes all the way back to his junior years. He was always there, and he can perform in the playoffs, man. I'm like not in some, on I was some, some players are just like playoffs. that, man. They rise, they rise to the occasion. Okay. I watched with you in 2017. I know mm-hmm. how bad he was, but we have a big enough sample size, almost a complete additional NHL regular season since he left, and .71 points per game, including 15 or 19 goals. Like, I'm sorry. You okay. can't hang that on him. That's seven. That's almost. That's like that's a while ago. It's seven years. Seven years, man. Well, we'll be discussing this next time on Frank. Thanks for this, buddy. Take care. Have a good weekend. Have a good one. That's yeah, Frank Saravalli, Daily Faceoff, and our headliner of the day for Mister Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mister for all your plumbing needs. Go to MisterRooter.ca. I'm I'm sorry. I I love Jordan Eberle, but I just I don't see him as a fit here. Well, he's your you, old teammate. You would you would like Patrick Kane here? Yes, obviously. I would like Patrick Kane here. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah, obviously, too. but but apps like I, you have the you have the stats to back it up. Yeah, you know I. I mean I get, I really I, get, I really I really, like he's not the flashiest guy, but he plays the right way. He makes the good plays in tight. He's not scared to go in front of the net. He's got a good hands, good vision. I I really like apps, and he works hard. He's not the biggest guy, but you don't need him to be. I'm, I'm, I, see, I like I like Eberly too. I just don't think he's a fit for this team. He's the answer. You don't I don't. Think, I yeah. don't think he's right now at this point. No. Moving fair. forward, that's, that's fair. I'm not arguing with you. That's, um, maybe some like I mean I see what Frank's seeing. But, I, like, he's, I but he's familiar with the with the organization. He's familiar with the city as well. You know, place all these little things play into it. Last year, six goals, five assists in 14 games for the Kraken in the playoffs. That's 11 points in 14 games. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Um, pretty Didn't pretty make the playoffs the year before. In New York with the Islanders. Yeah. Made the playoffs three consecutive seasons. Yeah. Had four goals in eight games one year. That's good. Had uh, five goals, nine assists, 14 points in 22 games. I think that's and pretty good. That's Yeah. And four goals, seven assists in 2020-21 in 19 games. So a little down. but A little down, but still over half of the point of the game. Uh, He's got nine goals this year. Had the skate cut to his thigh. Didn't help him. That was scary. Yeah. Great guy. Well-liked by all teammates. I, I can vouch for him. He's mm-hmm. a hell of a guy. And again, it's seven years, Kevin. I'm gonna, hmm. I'm gonna convert you on the on the Abrola train. Okay. Well, Brian Walters <laughs> just called me 
Brian Walters just called me an opinionated asshat. That's a little too strong. <laughs> That's very strong. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Appreciate very, very, it. No, no, no. I'm on your side, Kevin. You're um, um, no, I, I honestly I think it he would fit well here, but we'll see. That's hey. That's why I don't make the big bucks. You know, there's other people in charge. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be other players possibly available. But so, like I said, he is familiar with the organization. They lived here. His wife likes it here. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. They have two kids now. Yeah. Now, okay, so if this is, if you're talking about second line right wing slot, that's what we, is that what we're talking about? I would, yeah, he's, I, in my opinion, he's a top six. Okay, so he, so that's, that's what... I guess Brian Walters is saying here that he is the second line right winger for a, a chance, a piece probably that they would look at. Yeah. Even Frank is saying. I yes. I, I I think so. Why not? And hey, that's a good trouble to have going going towards the playoffs <laughs> to to have depth and you know, uh and options. That's what you want to have options, mm-hmm. right? Um Texter comes in and says, uh, what makes, this is from Jorge, what makes Kane a fit but not Eberly? Seems like a personal bias. Well, about, I don't know, 800 points in the NHL. Three Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups. Cups. I'm uh, going to say three Stanley Cups, but I, I'm i kind of on the fence, but obvi- obviously Patrick Kane, Let, let's, let's be honest here. He is a, probably, in my opinion, best American-born player. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the history. Um, three yeah, we Stan- had that question yesterday, yeah. Lanny. Three Stanley Cups. So just if I if if I forget about Patrick Kane as just a hockey player on the ice mm-hmm. and I just talk off the ice, what he brings into the locker room, the experience, the the Stanley Cup pedigree, all that kind of stuff, playing Olympics, playing, you know, mm-hmm. at the highest level, being the guy. Wherever he goes, he's, well, not now, but wherever he played, he was the guy, you know. And now he doesn't have; to, he wouldn't have to be the, the guy. He would be, you know, the supporting cast. Yeah. So a little bit less spotlight on him, which might serve well. But like, come on! Like we are talking about Patrick Kane. <laughs> if you have just you saw the power play here, yeah. see him whistle that pass over to Debrinka. <laughs> I mean, How many guys can do it? No, yeah. How from many the guys left can hand do it? Side like that? that guy cost me nightmares. <laughs> he, was, he was so mean to me yeah. on the power play yeah. <laughs> whenever we would play uh, in Chicago. But, like, again, we are talking about Patrick Kane. Like, it's, I don't think it's fair to apps to compare him to Patrick Kane. I think both would fit well. I think, I think it's more realistic to get apps mm-hmm. here. So I would totally be on the Eberle train. I would hop on it, Kevin, and I would wait for you. I would. Well, we're gonna wait. Reach we're gonna out get, to you. We'll get to all these texts, laddie, okay? Because they're all over me. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Keep them. Be coming. nice to Kevin, please. No, keep them coming. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll have some open text time with Laddie when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. Uh, all right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, is this your group, Laddie? This are these group? guys? What, this yeah, is, Barrel Jam. Yeah, Texter just sent in. Uh, better man, uh, better man. Uh, Jordan's Laddie's wife sang this song to him last night for Valentine's Day. 
No. No. No, I well, the other way, around. Oh, the other yeah, way around. oh. She won't get a better man. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I saw you post something. Uh, the Valentine's Day? No, the rose coming in. Oh, yeah, the, for Valentine's Day. Okay. My, my, my son, yeah. yeah, yeah he my, was in here, yeah. Yeah, I let, let my son do my dirty work. So he yeah. came in, yeah. and so... It was, it was me... It's, it, it was me either walking naked with a rose or my son walking. So I was like, I went with the better option. Oh, yeah. By far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put just a bow on top of my head. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But she was really happy. Kim she was, was happy. Very, oh, my gosh. She was very happy. She was almost She doesn't tears. believe. Yeah she, yeah. she doesn't believe in Valentine's Day. Yeah. She's skeptical. I don't know if, if I rub off on her, but hopefully not. But this really made her day. Did you cook her dinner for Valentine's Day or what? No, I had a long day. Come on, no, <laughs> I I do cook, but uh, no, she she cook she cook. Uh, but I I let her have her her uh, afternoon, get nails done, a little shopping. I took care of the uh, the baby, so she I think she had a break. <laughs> uh, Brian Walters texted back in and said, "I didn't mean it in a negative way." <laughs> uh, that's just so. Uh, how uh, <laughs> what the, what the? I like I when you get called an ass hat, I ass hat. That's a positive, you know, that's how I look at it. No offense taken, Brian. Appreciate you listening, and thanks for being a, a part of our show. Um, <laughs> I don't know how credible this is, but maybe uh, Scott has just texted in and said, I had a brief conversation with Ebbs. It's like a friend. He is still sour at how everyone turned on him here. Is he? I don't know. You talk to him more than probably Scott. I don't know. Let's get him on the radio. Scott or Ebbs? Abs, abs. Let's try to shoot him a message mm-hmm. in the next couple of days and see where he where he's at. Well, Jumpin' Jack Flash just sent uh, KK. What did Vladdy do for his Valentine yesterday? So we just talked about that. The flower, the, the flower. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I went to the mall, pick up a couple presents. Since my wife told me uh, she doesn't want any presents. She doesn't yeah. believe in Valentine's Day. It's just a money grab. So I went against her wishes because everybody kept telling me that's a trap, buddy. It's a oh. trap. <laughs> I believe it was a trap. A trap. So I, trap. Yeah. Wow. So if she doesn't get get it, you know, oh, maybe he doesn't love me as much. So I walk around, <laughs> around. So if you would, if you if you would see a, a taller guy carrying the baby on his shoulders throughout the mall, and baby being super happy, that was me. Yeah. Going from store to store. How so many people, hours were you in here? Just over an hour. You, you cannot do more with the baby, but it's still not, it's no. still a workout. Found what I was looking for, and uh, yeah, returned home, and yeah, that was the video. Mm-hmm. That was the video running uh, behind the baby, and like I had it, I had it in my hand, ha- had planned yeah. pretty well, and I good video. The, you you could the, be a cameraman. The baby executed the plan. Yes. Two and a half years old, guys. Yeah. Two and a half years, might be a little genius. Executed very well. It was like, but you had a really good cinematography. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well. I'm learning. I'm lear- <laughs> learning, educating myself. Uh, before we get into all the, because we're getting lots of texts on Jordan Eberle and Frank and everybody else. Uh, um, just what, what did you think of Morgan Riley, the whole situation? Because we've kind of, we're putting this to bed finally, because obviously we didn't get to talk to you. We talked to Schlemmer last, last uh, yesterday. It happened Saturday night. It's drawn out. Maybe he's appealing. I don't know. Everyone's sick of talking about it, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the whole sequence. I would do exactly the same thing. I didn't like the cross check on hat, obviously. Yeah. Just drop drop the gloves and start beating him or like grab him. Yeah. Don't the initial contact shouldn't be cross check, but that being said, 
I don't know how I would react it. I wouldn't be probably on the ice, to be mm-hmm. honest, as yeah. it was six on five. Very disrespectful. These for, young for the guys shot, okay. these young guys need to be taught a lesson about respect in hockey. I know you hate the opposition, but skating it and slap shot in the net, in my opinion, okay. very disrespectful. Like the response of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So what's different about going in 10 feet away and letting a clapper go into an empty net as opposed to a Michigan? Because a lot of people don't like the Michigan. It's it's, it's uh, during a game. Okay, like it's right the, at the point, you know, uh, and it's a skill play. Yeah. So I don't like the Michigan either, but I, I don't feel like it's disrespectful. That's that's, okay. that's It's a play made during the game. You know, and if you're skilled enough, you can do it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I think somebody's going to get, hopefully not, hurt. Yeah. Because I think people around the league or p- certain players are getting sick and tired of this. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's going to get slashed or just train going the other way, yeah. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But, yeah, I'm a little bit sick and tired of Michigan as well. But this is at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know you have a sure empty net. This is your rival. And you go five feet and, and a big slapper. That's a big F you with the exclamation mark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So sure. the response, a proper response, just didn't like the cross check and the, and the, yep. and the hat. I, just see, just t- keep the cross check lower. Yeah. You know, it hurts. It, uh, it, it hurts. Hey, right, on, right here on the right arm. Here, it's going to hurt arm. you more. And you know what? And drop the gloves and, you know, do, do your job. Mm-hmm. But I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for Morgan Riley, honestly five games a lot but it is a cross check in the head so yeah I thought he would get four yeah okay but it, for me it doesn't really matter but I like the response of Toronto Maple Leafs and I'm not their fan yeah not the fan of Toronto Maple Leafs sadly my older son is which we are still having waiting for uh, you know some some mm-hmm. uh, tests if he is really mine or not um, but yeah just yeah. Yeah. Not not a huge fan of throwing <laughs> the Maple Leafs, but it is it is what it is. Appropriate appropriate response and hopefully that sends the message about respect. There's certain unwritten rules that you should be respecting. But that being said, I I feel like the younger generation is getting away with from, a little bit more, yeah. And away from it. They don't know the unwritten rules or yeah. they don't respect them. So it's important that these older guys are teaching them the rules. And even even the guys in the in the Ottawa Senators locker room should come to that kid and say, "Hey, that's a big no-no." Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk a little maybe more about this, but we've got lots coming up with Eberly. We got some open text time ski report top of the hour. Also, Jeremy Rutherford at nine forty from the Ooh. Athletic will tee up uh, the Blues and Oilers ten o'clock. How about this, Al Hamilton coming into the studio? Wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. Al's one of the top guys. Well, he's the best. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Al and I, we go back a few years. Way back, eh? <laughs> Way back. Probably, uh, some, probably some stories, eh? Well, I'll tell you one. It's really embarrassing for me, but it's it's a good like one. Like on air? Or um, the- well, I, I'll tell it on the air too, but I've got to tell it with Al as well because it's, right. you know, he'll remember it and go, he'll just shake his head and go, 
Too many pops for you is what he'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Top of the hour, uh, we'll have our ski report, plus uh, more with Laddie and uh, open texts. Before that time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns. Our unique lounges, casual settings, makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.